0: The keen-eyed amongst you will have noticed that we've only read a very short bit of the reading. And partly that's because it's all age. But partly it's also because the rest of it comes with a little bit of a health warning that it's far beyond the kind of PG rating that we would share with the children. So I encourage you to go and read it. But... If you're looking for a few verses that will make you feel better then don't go and read it because it's pretty tough stuff. And so you've got to be really committed to go and read the rest of those chapters. So if you're going to do it let God's word help you with all the tough stuff because God's word doesn't just do the fluffy bunny easy stuff it does the tough stuff as well but make sure you're in the right frame of mind. I dare you. I double dare you. So since I'm being childish, one of the worst things and the most common things you can hear in the playground is, copycat, copycat, miss, he's copying me. So if you remember one thing from this talk this morning, it is this, I need you to be a copycat. I think I'd better explain this. So, back a few years ago, there were people who had this WWJD and I'll not hold it up in the sun. WWJD. Has anybody got one of those bracelets? Tim's got one. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, what does WWJD stand for? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Now, I bet you didn't know that's not just a thing for young people to wear on their wrists or people of all ages to wear on their wrists. Let's not be discriminatory here. Did you know it's actually in the Bible? And we've read it this morning. What did verse 1 say? The grown-up version, and it's a great phrase. Be imitators of God. Well, that's a really lovely way of putting it. But in the youth Bible, it was even better. You are God's children Whom he loves. So try and be like him. Brilliant. We could stop there, actually. So what would Jesus do? That's your your mission and your message for this morning. Go out and copy what Jesus did. Go and be a copycat. So we did all these pictures before. And uh, verse 8 says, Live like children of the light. So we've got, to un- we've got to try and understand what a children of light might look like. Could it be the halo people? Could it be the person with the great big grin? Let's see. So we're going to use a candle as a kind of visual help for us this morning. And a candle does three things really helpfully for a talk. It does three things. The first one is that it warms us. We could stand here and uh, warm ourselves up. And it's great as we think nationally about warm spaces for people to go and energy bills and everything like that. The chance to offer warm spaces or food banks to fill people's bellies. Hospitality, looking after people. How about the small things? Holding a door open for somebody picking up a litter if you walk down Stokes cross it is just really dirty at the moment maybe we could be the people who just pick up some of the litter or just smile it doesn't cost anything but amazing yeah that smile to a stranger just transforming their day bringing some warmth into this world with them including people the refugees and people who've come to live with us including them in what we're doing But also the thing about heat is you can stand here and get warm, but if I get much closer, and I'm not going to, you burn yourself. Fire purifies. Now light, it says in verse 8, light brings every kind of goodness, right living, and truth. So let the the other stuff, let the non-PG stuff, be burnt away, and let God act like a candle and burn that rubbish out of you. As it says in verse 10, do what pleases God. And we're back there again. WWJD copycat. Do what pleases God. Good. Number two. Light gives light. (laughs) It does what it says on the tin. It shows us the way. So we are encouraged to make things easy for everybody to see, verse 13. It gives us that direction. So we've got this lovely, wonderful sun which is bobbing in and out for people at the moment. But if you came back this evening like the youth group do, it is pitch black. And it's incredible for all those games like hide and seek. It is completely transformative to this space and to that game. Why? Because you can't see. Because all the light 's gone, and so hiding becomes a real big deal, so yes, light can show you the way that you 're going, but it also reveals what 's there so we 're called to reveal the darkness and what 's there to the world, and i 'm feeling slightly uncomfortable yet let 's explore this as a uh, The way I pictured this was a headline. You know one of those big headlines you get from the tabloids? Exposed, big scandal that's going on. And then lots of moaning and tutting and all the stuff that follows on from all of those. That's not what it's supposed to do. Not shouting about injustice and then moving on when your website has got the right number of clicks. That can't be it. That's just bringing more crossness into the world. God is not a misery who's encouraging us to be miseries and point fingers at people saying, You shall not be like that. Go and do better. That's not what he's about at all. Look at what it says in verse 14. Why do we shout about the injustices? Because everything that can be seen can be made light itself. We're not just there to moan, God's mission is about redemption and about redeeming, and about bringing these back to his rules. He's not a misery. It's there so that they can change and shine too. And number three, a candle. And we've had this on all morning, and it's just a little bit lower than it started. Why? Because a candle gives of itself to give to other people. Verse 2, live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, a sweet-smelling offering, a sacrifice to God. Now, I wish it could be easy. I could give you the big fluffy talk, but that wasn't what this passage was about. Following God can be costly. You might have to give up stuff. You might have to miss out on stuff. You might have to listen and bear each other's pain. There's a cost to doing this. But there's also an incredible motivation. We don't have to act first. God loved us when we stuffed up and messed up and caused other people pain. But that wasn't the end of our story. By God's grace, it's just the beginning. So we can love because we were first loved. So here we go. Right near the end. What are we doing on a Sunday? Well, it's really straightforward. Here we go, we're lots of people of light. And what did we do? We came together. What happens to the flame? It gets bigger, we burn brightly together. Try not to set fire to me or anybody else. That's what we're doing, coming together, encouraging everybody else to burn brightly. Paul, in another letter, talks about light in terms of shining light stars. Now, this might be a really simple illustration, but when I heard it a few years ago, it was mind-blowing. When do stars come out? In the dark. They don't come out during the day. You don't need stars in the day. You need stars at night when it's dark, So the reason we're called to be stars is because if we look at our news apps or whatever you use to um, get news into your life, it's pretty dark. There's some pretty miserable stuff and some miserable places out there. So we are called to shine like stars as we offer out the message of life. So here's the three choices to finish. And uh, you could be a person who hides their light under a dirty old bucket. And you could blend into the darkness. You can choose that. That is a choice open to you. Or you can come together as the church and we can burn brightly together. That's what we're doing today. Because for the rest of the week, we then scatter like stars and hold out the message of life to the world. And I wonder as if the people who are holding lights can just stand up just so we get a picture of what shining out in the darkness might look like. So there you go. Have a look round, see what it might be like as the flame of St Matthew scatters out across Bristol this week. So, be a copycat. What would Jesus do? Dare you.